Let's talk about France with Elaine Cholino, who's lived in Paris for, for how many years? Fourteen years. <laughs> Elaine, you're a former Paris bureau chief for The New York Times, still writing articles, and now you write books. Your latest is called The Only Street in Paris, Life on the Rue des Martyrs. Now, Elaine, what's been happening in French politics? Americans have noticed François Hollande and his attempts to rally the French people in the face of terrorism. Uh, I think of Paris last year, also other tragic occasions in France. Is President Hollande on the way out right now? President Hollande took a very brave, elegant, and I would say dignified decision to announce that he will not run again. He had promised, Dan, that if unemployment could not be reduced and if the economy did not improve, he would not run for re-election. And he stuck to his promise, which is is, uh, quite uh, admirable. And his popularity rankings in the polls went went way down in the the past year or so? Probably, well, certainly the lowest rating of any French president since polling uh, was started decades ago. Its approval rating uh, dropped to 4%, which is not very good. Well, what's the main issue, Elaine? I mean, we hear about terrorism. Um, We certainly hear reports about uh, immigration from North Africa and the Middle East, and I guess that's controversial with some people. Well, it's, it's, it's a paradox, because Hollande has done extremely well as commander in chief. He's taken a very, very tough line, as you said, Dan, against international terrorism. He's worked with the foreign uh, intelligence agencies, particularly the United States, to combat terrorism. France has projected power. He has sent soldiers into Mali, Libya, launched airstrikes in Syria and Iraq. So he's really been a very powerful foreign policy president. But at home, he has been indecisive. He's uh, divided his party. Uh, the socialists are divi- He's a socialist, and you've got supporters of, the, of pro-business in the party against the classic tax the rich, spread the wealth socialists. And he's, he's wavered between the two. And that has really hurt him because he hasn't delivered uh, economically. So let's introduce some names that, uh, well, some American listeners you know, aren't familiar with. I mean, who, who right now are the leading candidates for president? One leading candidate is an unexpected one. It's François Fillon. He's 62. He's a former prime minister, former minister of labor, former minister of education, who has spent the last three years touring France listening to right-wing voters' concerns. And he really came out of nowhere uh, as the uh, candidate for the right. Uh, not the far right, but the the regular mainstream right, uh, now has as a candidate for president a man who is culturally conservative and economically liberal. He wants to slash the public sector. He he thinks he can eliminate half a million civil servants. And you want to say how? uh, You know, how are you going to do this without having uh, the French take to the streets and paralyze the economy and have demonstrations where the police will be out there with tear gas? Because all of that has happened when there's labor unrest. All of that has happened even just a few months ago. I was walking to towards uh, Invalide, you know, where the tomb of Napoleon is, to meet a friend, and I run into a demonstration, and suddenly I'm in the middle of tear, a tear gas uh, uh, attack. So, right. Who would Fillon's main rival be? It's unclear at the moment because François Hollande, the sitting president, has has announced in the last uh, few days that he will not run again as the socialist or the leftist candidate for president. So that opens this up to all sorts of candidates. One likely candidate is uh, his prime minister, Manuel Valls, who's 54. He's a former interior minister. 
Interestingly enough, he is an immigrant to France and an anti-immigrant uh, uh, time uh, in France. He, he's Spanish-born. He's admitted that there is a social, cultural, political apartheid in France because of this divide between Muslims and non-Muslims in France. And he's, he's fought against anti-Semitism in France. He's, he has said that France would not be France without its Jews. Uh, the other uh, declared opponent is uh, Marine Le Pen. Uh, 48-year-old woman who is the head of the far-right National Front. She's a divorced mother. She's a lawyer. She was one of the first politicians to congratulate Trump and congratulate the free American people. She's been alienated by what she calls wild globalization and open borders, and she wants to uh, uh, restrict uh, immigrants. And uh, she says that the contest for president is... Uh, between a nationalist patriot like her against the globalizers and the Europe lovers and the immigrationists on the other side. So beyond Le Pen, you know, thought of as extreme right, what's the more general French reaction to Donald Trump's victory? I felt that all through the campaign, French newspapers, if you will, the elites, thought it was ridiculous that America might even think of making this TV star billionaire the president. But it's happened. There is shock and disbelief. The reaction of the French is, how in the world could you elect a man who treats women so badly, who went bankrupt three times, who didn't pay his taxes uh, for 20 years? One other thing, Elaine, uh, elsewhere in Europe this weekend, there's voting on Sunday in Austria. A far-right candidate could be elected president. In Italy, Prime Minister Matteo Renzi um, is trying to push through uh, a government reform, and and the extreme right-wing parties want him to fail. Uh, I guess they'd like Italy to pull out of Europe. Uh, Would you say that right-wing politicians are clearly making gains all over Europe? Well, it's it's right-wing politicians and also populist politicians. There's a there's there's a variation. Some some politicians are more populist, some are more right wing, some are far right, but all of them share a, a, a feeling of turning inward and a, a hatred for the other and little compassion for refugees. Don't forget, Europe is facing the largest refugee crisis since World War II. It's not just Italy and Austria. It's Britain, where you had Brexit, the the, the, the referendum to pull out of the European Union. Poland, Sweden, Greece. Germany, Hungary. And the French people feel there's an active terrorist threat. Terrorist cells are uncovered regularly. There's a constant uh, state, national state of emergency in, in France. So you've got soldiers with machine guns you know, walking down my street. And um, restaurants and hotels are empty. There's 50% fewer Japanese tourists. So it's, um, it, it, it is a real serious threat. Elaine Cholino, author of The Only Street in Paris, Life on the Rue des Martyrs, which, as you say, is your little lab for how things are are, are going right now in the French capital. The book's also about the pleasures of living in Paris. I know there are many. Elaine Cholino, thanks very much. Thank you, Dan.